0: The secret is out. For decades, your organization stayed in the shadows, hiding the truth. But now we know they're among us. Heroes. And monsters. The world is full of wonders. We can't explain everything we see, but our eyes are open. So what now? There are no more shadows for you to hide in. Something impossible just happened. What are you going to do about it? Hello,
1: my name is Daniel James, and <laughs> welcome to another week of Colson Lives Podcast. As always,
2: I'm Daniel James. <laughs> I'm Rudy <Shubuck. laughs>
3: Um, And I'm Claire Hengate-Hawk.
1: This week's episode is named
3: been... <laughs>
1: It was written by Mark Guggenheim. Oh, no, Uh, wrong show. Sorry. Go ahead. That's all you.
2: (laughs) It was written by Paul Zbysiewski. Can I buy a vowel? Holy crap.
1: Of course he put his name into the title. It's
2: by (laughs) Zbysiewski. Z-B-Y-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I. I think it's like a Svoo. Like a Svooski. Yeah, I'm not... I've got nothing. Uh, directed by Vincent Miciano, Miciano.
1: <laughs> Too hard to tell names.
2: Yeah, welcome to, welcome we'll just America. pretend I said those correctly <laughs> and then move on. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good job pronouncing those names, Dan.
1: Why so thank do you, you Rudy. Talk, um, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: ah!
1: Uh, do you want to talk about uh, an underlying conversation that started this week, not only on our uh, Facebook page, but also from other people who I've been talking with on Facebook?
3: On our Facebook page? On our New Facebook page. Stuff? I haven't seen
1: it. Essentially, it's the same stuff that's been going on. And remember Brian's post about yes. it, it's just a general dissatisfaction with the show. Do we want to address that?
2: Because sure. if we
1: don't, you could edit me out right here. It's fine.
2: Let's let's do it.
1: Let's address it. I'm for it. All right keeps the conversation going
3: so in general
1: um on the topic of is this show flat or is this show worth it or is this show interesting i think that and this has been my theory from the beginning and i know that we're still like we're getting to the point where the long game should start coming in my theory is still that joss joss sweden productions are usually a fan of the long game where they do a lot of setup and then eventually start showing you what the show is actually going to be about um I I personally still believe we're there. Like, we're still developing characters into characters we like. He's showing us two-dimensional people so we can find their flaws, and then he's going to start developing them to the point where they're interesting. I still have a lot of faith, but it's because I'm a huge weedonite. I loved Dollhouse, even, which a lot of people gave him flack for because it was super convoluted. Um, and a lot of people were like, Buffy was... Sort of nerdy and awkward in its first season, but it was endearingly so. And this is, and we live in an age where that doesn't work anymore. Um, and I currently disagree. And I feel like every week has been getting better and better. And every week we've been seeing more and more character development. And I'm still really excited for where the show's going.
3: Yeah, and I think that we've got a problem with the viewers. Not well, that's a little bit mm, harsh, but. Um, <laughs> everybody was so excited Mm -hmm. that they built it up so high in their minds that there is no way that the show can actually follow through because it's a show and it has to start from ground zero, basically. I mean, we've got tie-ins from the rest of the Marvel universe, but we're starting from the beginning with the show itself. So it's not going to immediately be this powerhouse that it seems like a lot of the fans were wanting and I think because it wasn't that in the beginning, they're disappointed and they're writing it off. So they're not waiting for it to get to the point where it's going to be really cool because we have to go through all the beginning stuff.
2: Mhm. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was at. My initial reaction was this is not at all what I was expecting and it was initially disappointment. But after that, I'm like, OK, I need to expect what I'm going to get from this show not expect what I'd like to see from... Yeah,
1: readjust your your expectations and and watch it for what the show actually is at this point.
3: watch it with an open mind and not, why didn't they do this? Why aren't they bringing this in? Where are my recognizable superheroes? Because, come on, the whole point of this show, the tagline at the beginning was, not every hero is super. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Also, quit your bitching. Marvel TV show,
3: damn. Yeah, watch Speaking the show. Get all the ratings that we can, or we may not have another one.
2: Uh, we we're already getting another well, one. A lot of F- people would be like, actually. "Why?" Want another actually. What? Yeah, uh, Marvel struck a deal with Netflix, and they're making uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Uh,
1: I think I saw this news on your Facebook post. Yeah,
2: who's the other guy? Uh,
1: the one that I was excited about. Yeah,
2: Luke Cage.
1: Yeah. And and uh the other one, the immortal Iron, Iron Fist. Iron Fist, yeah. Oh
3: Iron Fist. Okay, I can be excited about Iron Fist. I'm not sure about Daredevil.
1: I'm pretty excited about Luke Cage too, because they're both sort of from the same thing. Like Luke Cage is just supposed to be like an indestructible dude, right?
2: Uh essentially. Hard talking
1: yeah. ass kicking black guy.
2: Yeah. Huh. All so right. well that's good those four series are being produced via netflix and then they're gonna culminate into a defender series at the end yeah. so i
1: want i want the netflix iron fist show to be uh like uh, one of those marvel cartoons meets um kung fu the legend continues yes uh, <laughs> All right, let's jump into the
3: episode.
2: This is great. Let's jump into <laughs> and now, the episode. Now that
3: we've addressed all the things that we've been seeing on Facebook, which is making me sad. There's still one thing and, we need to talk and about. And I, I stepped in on one of mm-hmm. our friends' lists as a comment saying, come on, guys, basically. Yeah. And I, also, and I also said, watch us.
1: <laughs> she also said, shameless plug. I uh we do a podcast called Calls and Lives. Here's a website.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was horrible, but that's okay. I'm not ashamed. Well, I think that
1: I think that in our podcast we address a lot of the dissatisfaction that people are having with it. Like we do mm-hmm. point out the stuff that we don't love about the episodes. But we also make sure to take the time to find the stuff that we do love, which I think is...
3: And there's always something, so that's a good yeah, sign. Yeah, exactly.
1: This episode, on, for instance, I really, 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 really liked. Yes, as I did, think this
3: was the best one so far.
1: As did a lot of the community that was that was initially criticizing it. They're saying, look, so, yeah. the, the show's really flat. This latest episode was pretty good. And, and I just hope that this is more and more what, where they're going. Like they're just sort of developing these things and, and moving us towards these more, mm-hmm. you know, impactful episodes. Yes.
3: Whoever titled this episode was kind of genius. I, <laughs> I have to it. say that I called it. loved it. it. <laughs>
1: because when we first heard that the episode was called Phys... What was my first comment? Oh, it's probably about something to do with electricity.
3: Well, you or were some, half sort of, right. some
1: sort of electrical element thing. I think it's an onomatopoeia.
3: Go that back episode. and listen to the spoilers from last week. Two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks.
2: Last episode.
3: <laughs> last episode.
2: Yeah. Uh why don't we uh open up the discussion for the show for the yeah. episode
0: Walking up a good sweat there, sir?
1: I don't sweat. I glisten.
0: Blood pressure, heart rate, biochems all normal. All that's left is the blood sample.
1: You should know. I'm not a fan of getting poked.
0: Tell me, sir, have you been feeling under the weather lately? Why? I just noticed from your chart that you're not due for a general physical for another three months.
1: I made a mistake. Took a call from my physical therapist. Asked how I was feeling. I said a little rusty. Next thing you know, I'm wired to this hamster wheel.
0: Well, you can officially tell your physical therapist that you're fit as the proverbial fiddle. Especially for a man of your age.
1: A man of my age? That's something you say to an old person.
0: Is it? Let's get you some electrolytes, shall we?
2: Again, title is Fizz and it what happens is Simmons becomes infected with an alien virus after exposing herself to a group of people that have come into contact with a Chitari helmet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, sounds right. That's basically it. Just a note on the title. It's it's F period Z period Z period T period. Almost as if it's an acronym. I didn't notice the periods. But I couldn't tell you what the acronym would be. didn't have
3: the periods in the title.
2: Okay. Well, I'm looking at IMDb, and they're probably wrong.
3: Well, on the the Hulu version, it's just all block capitals. Okay.
2: That makes more sense. And I I believe that was the case when I watched it, too. So, ignore (laughs) that. Somebody
3: went acronym crazy when they put it into IMDb.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's IMDB. Clearly, they like acronyms. But you could technically pronounce it... F- z- z-
3: <laughs> that also sounds like electricity, so it still works.
2: Yep. Cool. So, yeah, this episode, what do you guys think?
3: Can I Can I make a brief what the hell about the scout leaders at the beginning?
2: Yeah. Because,
3: okay, fine, the one guy goes off, they figure they're in a pretty safe area, no big deal. But then he starts screaming, and there's noise, and the other guy gets the kids into the car, which, okay, fine, that's a good move. move. But then everything goes quiet, and he's like, let's go look. Let's Um, go check it out. With all of these elementary school kids Mm -hmm. with you into the dark When you don't know what's going on and the other guy's not answering you, um, hello.
1: I really wish this is the
3: point where you call somebody or you go and, if the guy's not answering you and something happened, you don't take these kids that you're supposed to be responsible for into the danger zone.
1: I wanted the line to read, "Hey guys, you want to see a dead body?" Yeah.
3: Now that you have traumatized them for life.
2: Uh, well, speaking okay. from a former Ranch boy over. scout, our our adult leaders always used to say that a 10% loss was acceptable. So,
1: what? That is awful. There were 10 scouts and they were willing to let one of you die.
2: Yep, essentially. <laughs>
3: Oh, God. So, anyway. I'm assuming they were, were joking, but you never know. I understood why they did it, because you had to see the guy floating there, but... Um, it could
1: have been just no. the one guy. It could have been just the scout. guy. He like, could have been like, hey, stay guys, here. stay here.
3: Which is still not out. the best plan, because then that's leaving them with nobody to take them back. to drive. <laughs> or even better. Anyway, the battery's been shot out of the car.
2: That is true. Even better, what I would have done was, hey, where are kid A and kid B? And then we find kid A and kid B as they're chasing after the other guy and see him floating. And then uh, adult leader B finds them. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's even that, if you still want to have the moment where the kids run away screaming because it's kind of that good comedic beat, then have him turn to them and be like, don't follow me, I'm gonna go check things out, make sure he's safe, and, and then have the kids like look at each other and then follow him. Which is another good funny beat. Mm-hmm. But not not like an adult saying to children, hey, this is a <laughs> really dangerous look. situation. We should go check it out and poke with a stick.
3: Yeah. So
1: <laughs> Leave the poking of the sticks to the professionals.
3: And we yeah. get that later, because which I they, liked. You know,
1: yeah, that was nice. <laughs>
3: Because cool. we do, so, we do. When they, when they get back there, when they get back there, Sky pokes the battery with a stick. She picks up a stick and pokes the battery on the ground. I approved. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving <laughs> on.
2: Yeah, what'd you guys think of the plot of this one with the Chitari helmet and the firefighters? And...
1: I like. I liked all of it. Like, I felt like it was plausible. Including the part where, like, okay, so if if you haven't, if you didn't get it from the plot synopsis, essentially the these firemen, uh, first responders this, in New York, in New York, take this uh, helmet as a trophy,
3: which makes total sense. Which makes sense, yeah. They there, found this thing in the rubble. There to have be tons of bodies of the Chitauri around.
1: And so they it. So they post it in their firehouse, and it starts to get, quote unquote, rusty. And the guy's like, I want to polish it. And so the three that are on shift polish this thing, unlock this horrible alien virus, and electrify themselves from the inside out of their brains. Um, and uh, the idea that they couldn't create an anti serum, note I said anti serum, um, from from their own human DNA because they couldn't fight the Tatari virus makes sense. And the idea that they were able to make an anti serum from Tatari DNA that also worked on Human DNA was a little far fetched, but still mm-hmm. relatively plausible.
3: Well, you know that there's got to be some crossover because it affects them. It affects the humans.
1: Also, we know that there's crossover between species and species because we can we can run tests about these viruses on the rats. So And it works. It makes enough it sense. It made enough sense to me that I, yeah. I liked it. The amount of drama that created it created inside the team was was great. Mm-hmm. Um so like the the amount of character development this was great watching watching ward be helpless helpless and and watching him express that helplessness was really beautiful
2: except for the blatant lines of i'm helpless and don't like it
3: yeah i was more with it before he said that
2: Mm -hmm. it could have been done more tactfully there well it's other than that that, it's great
3: yes He's such a tactless sort of person.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there,
1: there was one point where he was like, "I wish it was a person so I can go, you know, beat yeah, the crap I out of him." I wanted him but it I was to like, stop talking
3: at that that's point.
1: That's 2D, and I was like, "Yeah, but he's developing." Yeah, <laughs> in order, for order, in order for a character like him to have dimension, we need to see him as dimensionless so that we can develop it. So, that's true. Yeah. Anyway.
3: He's still not my favorite character, but that's okay. He's growing on me. That's the point. Slowly, very slowly. yeah he's sort of the foil to
1: this nice charismatic fun loving group of people he's the only one in there besides may who's like just totally stone-jawed
3: well may is in some ways flatter than he is i would agree um but at least we have the reasoning of something terrible happened to her etc etc
1: that we find Uh, out in this episode not not what it is but that it happened
3: and yep. then it's something on the magnitude of dying. So find out at the end of the episode.
2: Cool. Yeah. Yes, we will. Uh, other other points. I, I'd um, liked uh, when Simmons jumps out of the plane. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that was epic. That whole thing well, where um... I'm like, okay, so. He's figured out that this has happened, and I mean, um, Fitz has figured out that it just knocked the rat out. Mm-hmm. That's the thing; they they expected something to happen, but the rat wasn't floating after they zapped it.
1: It also took longer for the fizzap to happen. So. So even if it wasn't a, even if it wasn't an antivenom, it could have slowed the reaction. It might have been worth throwing it in even.
3: If Even the, and the, the then, finish, and yeah. then, of course, she goes overboard. I did like that she knocked him out because she knew he wouldn't let her go.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah
3: I mean that whole thing between them is really, I think, powerful that whole how they're arguing, and then they're they're obviously yeah. arguing because they can't deal with it.
1: It was de- This was definitely a Fitzsimmons episode. We saw all of the the talking come back. We saw all the banter come back
3: which was Um, awesome we saw
1: their relationship not only uh develop through through past experience sharing but also through this sort of harrowing experience that they experienced together um my favorite line between them today was when Fitz came into the lab and said try to do but try to do your best to keep your hands
2: off me Yeah, (laughs) Which, which made me laugh that was a good one that was good And then Ward jumps out in a very Iron Man fashion to go catch her.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's funny because she doesn't know how to jump out of a plane, so she's, like, tumbling the entire way, and Ward's like, I got this. Where is she? Where is she? Got it. Bullet.
2: Yeah, Ward's finally in a position where he knows what to do. Yep. Tases the shit out of her.
3: (laughs) Not a taser.
2: It looks like a taser. She reacted like it was a taser. (laughs) My thought was, maybe. uh, maybe when I first saw her jump out, I was like, Are they gonna use Lola? Because Lola was still sitting there and uh, hasn't been true. touched since the pilot.
3: But Lola, I don't know how high Lola goes. I think Lola's more of a hovercraft.
2: Roads <laughs>
3: Than a flying thing.
2: But, but how would we know? We haven't seen anything we else of it. We no. don't, It's annoying. Except if
3: the wheels have to turn that way. It implies that it's pushing off of something. So I don't think Lola goes that high. I am willing to be proven wrong.
1: This continues to be my problem with Lola in the first episode, being that it's a gimmick that not only should... T- it's like it's like when you're watching a play, and they they always say that if you show someone a gun in a play, it goes off by the end of the second act.
2: Check out the gun. Well, they
1: showed us a flying car, and we have not had any flying car sequences.
3: Well, we had one, that one brief one. I think it counts.
1: At the end of episode one? No, that's when they showed us the gun.
3: Well, <laughs> okay, okay, I'm with you. So we've got time. I just don't think that it works as a flying, like up in the air sort of thing. You know, that's like like a plane, I think it's a hovercraft. I just think that if it's if it's
1: as if it's as utilitarian as they say they it, say it is, if it's like the ultimate spy car, then why isn't it being used more often and we're just going around in these normal plain black SUV shield mobiles?
3: Well it's not well, like point. white red sports car is inconspicuous.
1: Doesn't need to be a, conspic- you don't have a giant black vehicle with a shield emblem on it. It's inconspicuous.
3: Well, black is less eye catching than red.
1: But the shield emblem? Well, that's no shield no emblem on the, on the red sports not, car.
3: Not all of the vans have You see
1: Colson in a red sports car and go, that guy's got a midlife crisis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which is true. Or perhaps an afterlife crisis. That's what you say about old people.
3: Who is it? A man of your age.
2: man of your age. <laughs>
3: oh no, yes simmons. simmons put her foot in it very firmly right there at the beginning
2: <laughs> yes she did
3: adam cross
0: single no kids originally from rickley pennsylvania not far from here
2: been there they
1: have a nice little strawberry festival in the spring occupation
0: visit teacher at the local high school university varsity baseball coach and troop leader and volunteer firefighter this guy makes captain america look like the dude <laughs> the big Wabowski. Seriously?
1: Which brings me to Colson Watch 2013. Colson Watch. Because <laughs> that's a thing.
3: Apparently it it's a thing. Uh,
1: they, they pushed us in two directions this episode. First off, they, they dropped two hints to the man-robot ideology. The first being at the beginning when he said, I was feeling rusty.
3: Which is totally a regular colloquialism. I don't think it should count.
1: And the second is at the end when he was looking at his, um, his uh, medical profile and they said his blood was high in iron. What does iron do? Iron rusts. Coincidence? Yes. Uh,
2: I, just that, I don't think it's coincidence. I, I think it's intentionally misleading.
1: I would agree mm-hmm. with that. That's, that's probably what it is. And, uh, and here's the other the other way they're leading us is I a. liked the
3: scar by yeah.
2: the way the scar mm-hmm. looked great
1: uh, but a may...
3: plus to whoever is doing his effects makeup
2: that was pretty
1: may I think they were trying to have may sort of uh, put us help us put the myth to rest the idea that that Colson is super like a Superman or something being like look you you feel different because you are different and it's not because we turned you into a half-man, half-robot. It's because y- you had a life-altering near-death experience.
3: Actual death experience.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't permanent. He
3: got Well, better. <laughs> he says that he knew he was somewhere else. We get that earlier in this episode. And that, as he said, it was beautiful. So actual death experience.
1: Is Colson through the mouthpiece of ABC Family trying to tell us that there's a heaven. Uh, no,
2: Tahiti's just a magical place. <laughs> I really but wanted just... them to bring up Tahiti.
3: Me too. That's what I wanted to
1: have too. Like I that's I'm how I wanted that conversation to go where he was talking to the guy he was like I I, what, they said I was there for eight seconds. I don't know how long it was, but I was dead. I, I was not in this place anymore. And he was like, what's it like? I wanted to be like.
3: It's a magical, it's a magical place. place.
2: hmm Exactly.
3: I was waiting for it. I would have
1: gone all balls on it. I would have freaked out. I might have had to pause the TV and done a little dance.
3: No, you wouldn't
2: have. I wouldn't have. If I was there, you would have. Yeah, I would have.
3: Mm, it's possible.
2: i <laughs> check my butt in your face.
3: That's also possible. <laughs>
1: Also possible. Probably wouldn't have paused it, though.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can do that without stopping the movie.
3: <clears throat> <laughs> moving on, moving on. So I want to talk about the alien virus for a second.
1: Go crazy.
2: Let's do and it. the
3: fact that I like the way they had it transmit with the static. And just the, the total fluke of... Simmons being the only one close enough when she brought that first body out of the air Mm -hmm. to get the shock. And then the only reason we don't have another one of them catching it is because they used one of the dwarves to get the second one down.
1: Fitz is smart enough to keep his goddamn paws off.
3: Well, she didn't touch him. She just was close enough. She's going in for the kiss. (laughs) You are so weird. (laughs) (laughs) So I just think... That was cool, and we have the potential of whoever got the third body out of the air, because you know it was floating, potentially being a carrier now, Mm. because we don't know. We never saw that, although I would guess that once they say, so we've got this problem, that whoever was in that cleanup probably got quarantined too. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah well, probably, the cleanup was done it's... by dudes in in plastic suits
3: but is of that enough
1: vacuum room. yeah that's a good question
2: hard to tell uh i I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't the last we saw of it
3: well, also, there are a lot of chichari helmets mm-hmm. a lot of helmets, and there's no way that this was the only one infected with weird alien virus,
2: yeah, I mean that was kind of the point of item 47 that one shot was that they were cleaning up everything and one of the guns went missing Mm. like the last gun and so that's actually where agent blake came in Mm -hmm. was over there and he showed up in this episode in a very kind of unnecessary way although we did get some good back and forth between him and colson so worth it totally coveted lola on the way out of the plane
3: yeah, yeah. watching kind of stroke along her side. Well, she is a pretty sweet car.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So uh Yeah, good stuff. I liked that, you know, we we still get some aftermath from Avengers, but it's not it's not like really heavy handed. Yeah. In that like it, it's and just it's a plot point. It's not so much like Oh my gosh, this is happening because of the Avengers.
1: Well, it's, yeah, it wasn't such a, a a sideways angle. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, this guy found a Chitari gun and is going on a rampage. It's, oh my gosh, these guys got a Chitari helm and totally got infected by this. They, like, it's so abstracted from the original event.
2: Yeah, <laughs> nice little character story with the catalyst of the Chitari helmet as opposed right. to... The Jatari helmet is causing this craziness.
1: Yeah. He put the helmet on and now he's a superhero. And he can shoot lightning bolts out of his ass and... Stuff and stuff. Yeah. Zap, zap.
3: No. Well, and it makes sense that... I mean, basically, it's a piece of rubble. I mean, those things were all over the place, I would bet, in New York. And if they're first responders, and it's such a... It, it's a world-changing event. Truly. Yes. So they're gonna pick something up and instead of you know picking up a piece of building because come on it's a piece of building it's, it's always been born. there it, it's it's a building um, and a human building at that. No they're gonna pick up this thing from this other species and that's gonna be their souvenir of we were there we saw this, you know, we helped clean this up. We helped save people, etc., cetera, et cetera. It makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Uh, any more plot-related stuff? Nope. No. Good. Let's get on to characters.
0: I don't get it. Seems to me like this electroshock thingy was some freak lightning strike. I mean, why call us? What's the big... <laughs> Never mind. So sad a man died this way. And yet so amazing.
1: Good, Simmons. Any idea what could cause an effect like this?
0: Well, okay, judging by the horizontal it's trans- time. We...
1: Let's try that again. Any idea what could cause an effect like this? Well, if uh, I know... No, no clue. I. Like, I, like you have said, and like I have said, I thought this was a really great episode for character development, both in, uh, I think I think Sky didn't develop very much. No, I think Sky May wasn't develop in it
3: very much. hardly at all.
1: This was absolutely an episode about Fitz and Simmons, and they developed a lot. It's also partially an episode about Ward and his inability to do anything when it comes to not punching and kicking, which was nice to see. And also, he also still got his moment to be heroic, where it was, you know... Shit! It's time for action. Get out of my way, nerd. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I did.
3: I did like that at the end. We have Simmons telling Fitz that even though Ward was the one who caught her, he wasn't the hero. Fitz was.
1: Yeah. He was just doing what he was training to do, just like Fitz was doing what he was training to do. Especially
2: because Fitz was getting ready to put on the parachute and he jump out when absolutely Ward out.
1: Jump for her, yeah.
3: He would have totally gone. If Ward hadn't gone there and taken it away, he would have gone <laughs> off the edge, and then they probably both would have died.
2: But yeah, we would have had a much smaller would
3: have team. Tried. <laughs> well,
1: Ward probably would have gotten the second parachute and caught both of them, and then it's super <laughs> dark. But that actually might have been a really nice way to handle it. He right. jumps out with the chute, but can't get it on right, loses it, Catches up to her, shocks her, saves her, and then Ward comes out an of nowhere and goes, "I got you,
3: bitches!" <laughs> Unfortunately, we are not the writers.
1: I would have loved for that Colson scene where everyone was everyone was in the shit to have involved Fitz as well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was epic, angry face.
1: It was. It really was. And I love that Simmons. Like it looked like Simmons had had so little, had spent so little time in trouble that she doesn't understand. Um,
3: uh, when he sits Coulson's, down that he's done. Wilson's
1: dismissed body language. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really mad at you guys sitting down doing paperwork. Ward walks away and she's like, oh, oh is this me? Am I supposed to go now? <laughs> okay, I'm going to go. Yeah.
3: I thought that was cute. I did like our teeny bit of development or paying attention to Sky, having her reacting to the bracelet from the previous episode. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. There's also one piece of character work that I was really interested in, and I'm wondering if they're if they left it in like a Mrs. Robinson, uh, the graduate kind of way, or if it's just a if it's or if it's actually something that they're going to try and develop, which which was the Fitz uh, lingering look after uh, Simmons gives him a kiss and then sort of walks away, where he's like, yeah, I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of a, and then he just sort of goes out like he sort of blinks out yeah and i don't know what it meant and it was really interesting and i hope it's not just this moment that they're sort of throwing away i hope that they they develop it and either tell us what it's about or have more of them or or whatever Mm.
2: um my thoughts on that yeah go ahead is that uh earlier on we see Fitz like trying to hit on sky Mm -hmm. failing miserably but trying Mm -hmm. to so I think it could be, you know, he's kind of crushing on Sky, but then he realizes, oh, Simmons is right here, you know, kind of the whole rom com situation in like five minutes. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm doing an orangutan dance over here because I also have that theory. She's like,
0: our, I disagree. our friend who was
1: watching with us, Liaza, was like, "Are they are they dating?" And I was like, "Not yet." Because <laughs> like not ever. And I was like, "Not yet." <laughs>
3: I don't think they should. I, think I agree with totally, you. Totally, totally bowing to fan pressure. I don't what? think they would be good together.
1: I don't think, I think most fans are saying they shouldn't be together. I think that the, the, best, the best friend to romantic relationship is a very complex relationship to write, and it would be interesting to see it happen.
3: But they're not going to write it the right way if they're going to do it that way. The way these characters are right now, it would be a bad plan.
1: That might be the point. Put him in a relationship that is not going to work and then watch the and then deal with the fallout.
3: No, no,
2: I don't want there to be a relationship for the sake of being a relationship if it's going to go badly. Thank you. I think it would be stupid for them to actually do that at this point.
1: I think that's a realistic. I way. also
2: think that yes. is the direction they're heading, so ah. we shall see. You. Mm. <laughs> Uh,
1: I think that might be
2: all... Oh, there's
1: only one more thing that I still want to talk about, but I don't know if it's... I think it's probably quotes.
3: Quotes instead of character? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else character-wise.
2: Uh, we get a bit of hinting at Fitzsimmons in background where they say that they were at Psy Ops, Mm. which is interesting. Doesn't really tell us anything, except that they might have some sort of psychic latent psycho, psycho, psychic ability yeah.
3: well it depends it's hard to tell
2: they did say they failed and who their is
3: psyops I mean is this shield or is that where they got recruited from
2: I think that's where they got recruited from or maybe
1: it's psychological operatives instead of psychic operatives
2: that doesn't sound right for this show
1: or <laughs> for their characters they're not psychologists
2: yeah, and then the only other character point I want to bring up is the scene where it's Agent Simmons and Fitz back-to-back back. Oh. on yeah. opposite sides of the glass. That was just really well done. And his face, hes they're both such good well, actors. Yeah,
3: they are great actors, and looking at his face and the combination of what he's doing with his face, and I would guess some makeup help, making it look like either he's been crying or he's trying not to.
1: Mm-hmm. Same with Simmons. Simmons's Simmons's face right after the first anti-serum uh, doesn't work was just crushing. It was so beautiful to watch. It was sad because mm-hmm. she was. That's when she first started losing hope. And Sim and Fitz was trying to, to bolster her, but you could tell it was not working. Yeah. And her yeah. face and her face with the resolve as she was about to throw herself out of the plane was also very good. No.
3: Yep.
1: Well acted. Well directed.
2: Yeah. Good. Uh, that wraps up character then, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Moving on to tech. Dwarves are back.
3: Well, a dwarf. But it was awesome. Yeah, uh, dwarf. I love them.
1: It was a creative solution.
3: <laughs> it was a creative solution. And then the new anti-serum delivery system, which, yeah, Rudy's right. It kind of looked like a taser. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a little bit and nah. of course the chitauri helmet
3: chitauri helmet well we also had um we i would had... love to build that thing it looked like a lot of fun
2: we also <laughs> had the
1: gun that knocks people out version 2.0
3: oh my goodness it's an ounce <laughs> off that's,
1: ah! that's what i still want to talk about when we get into quotes but this yes. <laughs> Um the 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 fact that there's the the fact that they're showing a development cycle and working with the pro, the the professionals on how what they're doing. They yeah, exactly. I,
2: I just love how they made that kind of a running gag. I think it's been in yeah. like every episode so far.
3: Almost. Yes. In some in some fashion. We either had the rifle or the gun. Yeah. The pistol, I mean. Both guns. So. Not a whole lot of tech beyond those. I mean we saw the hacking system that Sky has been using, but we've seen that before.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, We saw uh, health analyzer things on Colson, but that's probably just... It was
3: a phone. It looked like a phone. (laughs) It did. It looked like an iPhone stuck in the middle of his chest on a strap.
1: Powered by an arc reactor.
3: No. (laughs) Just an iPhone on a strap. That's what it looked like.
2: Cool. uh
1: yeah I think that's it
2: yeah I didn't have anything else so I guess that's quotes.
1: sorry Fitz it's close but it's just not right really because agent Coulson had no problems it's an ounce too heavy
0: an ounce seriously
1: it's the difference between success and failure when you're on a rooftop with a 15 mile an hour wind your target is 500 yards away yeah but we do have a rifle Who's the ounce
0: okay, on it. Lose the aims. I'm Agent Grant Ward. I could shoot the legs off a of flea from 500 yards, as long as it's not windy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Agent Grant Ward, and I could rupture your spleen with my left pinky, blindfolded. <laughs> It's dead
1: on. <laughs> hey, hustle up and grab your gear. We're on a mission.
0: <laughs> Something funny? Poor silly Fitz. He mistakenly left a dummy round in the pistol. Should be proper now.
1: I was in love with the way that they used um the Agent Ward impressions
3: I'm Agent Ward in groups of
1: three they did two in the first scene and then they brought it back at the end for a callback and the three for the rule of three where Ward impersonated them impersonating him which was hilarious <laughs> yes I'm Agent Ward and I can jump out of a plane without a parachute that's and... not what he said that's sort of what he said I the
3: close end was enough. different close enough it was funny
1: she's like no no it's, it l- well it's a done. little more nasal
3: yeah. <laughs> I loved how she corrected him
1: on his own voice. On his
3: own voice. And then the look on her face when she realized what she'd just done. <laughs> that was the best part of that whole scene, I think, yeah. was the look on her face after she corrected his impression of their impression of, of him.
1: him. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he can tell the difference between an ounce uh when he's trying to shoot. Which so, I still I think oh.
3: is bullshit. But
1: no, I don't know. Here's the thing: when you're used to a certain weight of 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 something, like I
3: can, think about I'm it. I'm with him knowing that it's off, knowing that it's off by the specific amount is well, the part I, that, that I have the argument
1: with. No, that it's off like too heavy is is enough. Um, no, but, but it's, you know, you see,
3: it's off by an ounce. Lose the ounce. That's the part I'm I'm. I have the problem with because I'm with him knowing it's too heavy.
1: But maybe he's had a, a pistol that was the you know 12 ounces and had one that was 13 ounces and it felt wrong. And so he went back to the 12-ouncer. And he knows that through doing technical specifications because that's what warrior people do. They always read up on everything. They clean them every day, yada, 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 whole nine yards. I'm, I think it's fine.
2: Um, uh, just a note on that. As, as someone who ships letters and stuff out every day at work, mm-hmm. uh, you can tell the difference i'm not saying that i could pick up a letter and be like oh yeah this is a 2.5 ounce piece of mail but i can be like yeah this is gonna be you know three to four like i i can i can get close just by estimating it so it's definitely plausible
1: I can shoot the legs off a of flea okay, from 500 okay. yards, so long as it's not windy.
3: I can bow to your expertise. <laughs> I guess, I guess, when I think about it, it's kind of like how I can visually judge uh, distances up to about a foot, mm-hmm. well, because a it, I measure hems and and that sort of thing all the time, and I can look at it and go, "This is half an inch. This is an inch. This is five inches." And I tell the kids that are building my show right now, oh yeah, I'm. It's folded up, and I say that looks like about six inches, and then I measure it, and I'm pretty close.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can uh, up to a foot. I can get within like a quarter of an inch. Usually, pretty okay. Maybe, I've been getting pretty out.
3: dead on the last yeah. three days or so. It's been kind of interesting.
1: Anywho, um, my only other my only other comment on that is. The... Pencil, and then you pick up someone else's pencil, and it just feels weird because it's too heavy or too light or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's probably like in milli ounces or whatever they are. In.
3: <laughs> I don't think a milli ounce is a thing, I mean, it might be a thing now,
1: but <laughs> what
3: is well, what do ounces break down because an ounce is, is not metric, yeah, I know. so you don't put a milli on the front. I
1: know. But what's short, what's smaller than an ounce in oh. in, in metric in not metric a
3: imperial?
1: Mm.
3: I don't know. We'll have to look it up later. Half an ounce. Back to a well, gram. No, that's metric.
2: Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward. Back
3: to the show.
2: All right. So quotes. <laughs>
3: Other quotes. Um, some of the ones that I like we've already come up man of your age and the whole it's beautiful thing. And the, because you are a different thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a whole lot of quote for the sake of quotes in this episode.
1: I thought that, I thought that words, uh, I wish it was, I wish it would have been a man so I could just punched him or that whatever person. was, was yeah. a good one. I thought that um, the, the, the story about the cat, you left it delivered by my lunch. That's really good. Uh, And Skies, I just wish it came in different colors, sticks out in my head for some reason.
3: Well, that whole sentence, I wish it came in different colors, or came off.
2: Or came off. (laughs)
1: Those are both pretty good. Yeah.
2: And then Colson at the beginning I don't sweat, I glisten. Yeah.
3: That was awesome. I didn't write it down. I should have. I was so glad that he didn't say glow. Yeah,
1: yeah. except that what glistens
3: metal no (laughs)
1: wrong
3: one of us is going to be right and I don't think it's going to be you
2: No know what else glistens magic
3: ooh shiny
1: see why why do you (laughs) go for magic over cyborgism because because to eat is a a magical place (laughs) That's a lame answer.
3: Because Tahiti is a magical place.
1: Okay. Thank you, Dan. You guys are stupid.
3: (laughs) But we're going to be right, I think. I hope.
1: What the hell is that? I want to control stickers. Of
3: course, if we're wrong, I'm going to be eating a lot of crow. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Listen to me. I've been where you are right now. So please believe me when I tell you, you don't have to be afraid. What are you you talking about? Your job. gets pretty dangerous, doesn't it? Mine too. I got hurt once. Pretty bad. And I... I died. Some say it was only for eight seconds, but I know it was more than that. I know I wasn't here anymore. I was there. What's it like? It's
2: beautiful. All right. Uh, anything else on this episode? Uh... I hope, I, I mean, I know they
1: can't make every episode about Fitz and Simmons, but I hope that they continue to do good character drama.
3: I and, like and them.
1: I really enjoyed a lot of the sort of moral implications and moral choices that they were that they were forced to make in these episodes. Like like Simmons' choice to to sacrifice herself for the team, even though she didn't have to. Um and Ward's ability to look at his his own life and be like, I can't I can't save everybody all the time, but I will try my hardest when I can. I thought those were all really mm-hmm. good moments and I hope they continue to present us with things like that.
3: And I like that in that whole thing with with Simmons sacrificing herself that we didn't have to get to the point where Coulson had to make that choice. Mm -hmm. Because he put it off you know, when he pretended that he didn't hear the order.
1: No, he literally said, I'm willing to stake my life on her ability to find the thing. So he made his choice. But
3: I'm glad that we didn't have to get to the point where he had to re- assess that decision because mm-hmm. she still had some time before she was going to go boom on her own.
1: Well, if, if the, if the, uh, graphic of her pulsing midair is any, is well, any... but that's,
3: that's because she got the thing. Was it? When, yes. Because the, the spark from after they got, um, shocked and
1: she was making a lot of shit float by the end of that episode.
3: Yeah, she was, <laughs> She was probably getting pretty close, but she still had a little bit of time.
1: Okay. I'll believe you.
2: For now. For now. (laughs) Awesome. (sighs) Cool. Other predictions? Anything along those lines?
3: Uh, I think we've hit most of them already. Um, Yeah, just, you know, looking forward to seeing where things go. I I like that we had a little
1: Sorry, sorry.
3: Stop. Fiddling. I can't try. No, I can't. <laughs> I like that we had some more on our our Coulson arc, with him reacting to what had happened to him instead of other people reacting around him,
2: mm-hmm.
3: which is what we've pretty much had up to this point. Yeah. Um, so having that as a okay, so this is where we're going, and he is curious, and he's looking into himself, which is kind of awesome, I think, instead of just, you know, believing what other people are telling him, which we know from the very first episode they're hiding something. Um, So I like that. I, I don't really have forward speculations at this point. I just like that they're filling in some of our questions.
1: Yeah. And not in heavy handed, like, oh, here comes the reveal kind of way.
3: Mm hmm. Uh, the showing the scar fits in with that, I think.
1: And twist! Yeah, showing the scar either tells us that the people who fixed him up had a, an extreme intention to detail, or he's actually still in his original body.
2: Mm hmm.
1: His body just happens to have an exoskeleton now.
3: Exo is on the outside.
1: Sorry. Endoskeleton? <sighs>
3: That would be your bones.
1: Yeah. So he's Wolverine? Metal no. Skeleton.
3: He's not healing any faster. He doesn't have
2: to. He doesn't have a healing factor. He has metal bones.
3: I don't think so. I think that would show up on the x-rays.
2: Yeah, in the combat Or when uh, Girl in the Flower Dress looked at her. Or, no, I Spy Girl looked at her.
3: I Spy. Well, she saw something.
2: She did. Yeah. She said, what not... did they do to him? And they don't know.
3: So she saw something.
2: I feel like if it was a metal skeleton, she would have freaked out a little more.
1: She would have been like, all right, Colson, let's do this thing. Son of a bitch, you're made of metal! (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
2: Yes, something along those lines. Not so much the, yeah, what did they do to him? Nonchalantly.
0: Mm -hmm. No! You can't be in here!
2: Too late. It's done. Just, try and do your best to keep your hands off me, yeah?
0: Fitz, I don't know what you think you're doing.
2: I'm doing what we always do. We're gonna fix this. Together. Cool. Uh, Shall we sign off and then talk some quick spoilers?
1: Sure. Yes, let's. Let's
2: cool as always thank you for listening if you want to leave us feedback you may do so at our blogspot page which is colson podcast at blogspot.com you can also send us an email at colson at gmail.com please find us on facebook and like us there and rate and review us on itunes so that we can gather more minions <laughs>
1: maniacal laugh Michael
2: <laughs> Uh yeah check out our other uh, let's try that again check out our other podcasts the uh, Rogue Arrow podcast the Mainframe Chronicle podcast and the Cinemasters podcast all of which have new episodes this weekend craziness My uh, you can find links to those at our blog spot page so do that. Uh, you could follow me on Twitter if you'd like. I am at Amazing Bass, and I am Daniel James.
1: I'm Rudy Shubak. You can follow me on Twitter. The link is at R- or ColsonLives.blogspot.com.
3: <laughs> and I'm Claire Hengekock.
2: Cool. As always, <laughs> thank you for listening. See you next week. Yeah, next week. <laughs> next week. I thought what you did was incredibly brave.
0: Oh. Why, I s- suppose now's as good a time as any to tell you that, um, I may have misled you earlier. You see, when I gave you back the night-night pistol, I lied. Still an ounce off. I know. You do?
1: Of course. After all... I'm Agent Grant Ward. I just jumped out
3: of a plane without a parachute on. It saved your life.
0: Actually, that's not quite it. It's a bit more nasally than that. Oh. Hello,
2: Skye. Which leads us into our spoilers. Next week's episode is titled Hub. The Hub. Doesn't it have something to do with uh, Fallout from the Thor movie? No, that's the following episode, which is titled uh. The Well. However, Agent Sitwell from uh, Item 47. Uh, was he from Item 47? He's been no. in the, all the in, other movies.
3: And he's in The um, the Consultant.
2: Yeah, and Thor and Avengers. Well, yes. And Item 47. So he's kind of a peripheral character. We like Sitwell. So. Yeah, he's good people.
1: He sits well with us.
2: So he shall be back in the hub. And then, as Rudy mentioned, the following episode is titled The Well, which deals with Fallout from Thor The Dark World.
1: We watched Thor The Dark World over the weekend, and it was really good.
2: It was I a movie, it. certainly.
3: Although, since did we're, in, it we're, we're in you say it was spoilers. a
2: movie? Yes. You didn't like it? I have some problems with it. it. It did not meet my expectations. Aww. But it was not a bad movie. Not in I like any anyway.
3: the beginning. I, I have this thing, and it, I thought it was hilarious, and so did Rudy, where you go through the whole beginning, and you see Thor.
1: The dark world. And fade then to it black.
3: Fade to black. Loki. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you guys ready for a movie about Thor? Tough.
3: Here's Loki. <laughs> really, you were here for him, so... Uh, yes. I like that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and the people we were sitting next to thought I was a crazy person because during the whole uh chase out of Asgard, I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> and they kept looking over at me like, What is wrong with her?
1: Did you know that Rapier guy was um Zach? I
3: don't remember
1: something the guy who played Chuck. Zach, uh, Zachary Levi.
3: Yeah, sure. they've changed the actor playing Fandral.
2: Yeah, because the... Uh, the other guy is on Once Upon a Time now.
3: Uh... Oh, is Which one is on Once Upon a Time?
2: I think he's Prince Charming.
3: I know. Is he?
1: So. Let's go look. His hair is much shorter now.
3: And not blonde.
1: And also not blonde.
3: We've only seen five episodes. once upon a time
2: uh i would watch uh, the first season
3: we watched them all at once so (laughs) well i mean claire was
1: over and we were hanging out and she was like people keep telling me to watch once upon a time but i don't think i'm ready to start a television show and then it was like well we should watch something and we sort of danced around it and she kept reading the synopsis i was like fuck it just turn on the first episode jesus
3: (laughs) five episodes later oh i have to go home (laughs) to go home
1: yeah
2: yeah I, I wouldn't go past the first season, but uh, first season is pretty enjoyable. Okay. What was the guy who played Mr. Golden?
3: I know I've seen him before.
2: Uh, He was lost. in...
3: Lost. Tomorrow He's in Lost. Never
2: dies. No, the be. world is not enough.
1: I think that's what I know. I, I think that's probably correct. I think that's where I remember him from.
2: Anyways, uh, back to spoilers. Um, After the well, we've got an episode titled, what was it? I missed it. Repairs.
3: Don't even give me that face right now. And
2: that is followed by the the bridge. Who needs repairs? Stop it. So we shall see if Rudy is correct. Which he's probably not.
3: We're all you against are, you. you. You guys
1: are going to have to owe me so many beers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, t- that'll I do it t- for this week's episode of the Colson Lives Podcast. Colson Lives Podcast is an autological media productions podcast. Leave us feedback at colsonlivespodcast.blogspot.com or send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash colsonlivespodcast and rate and reviews on iTunes. As always, thank you for listening, and feel free to check out our other podcasts at ALMPPodcasts.blogspot.com or by following the links at the Colson Lives page. the Emerald Archer, the Battling Bowman, ali Whatever name you know him by, he is best known as Oliver Queen, the billionaire playboy who was stranded on an island for five years, forcing him to become the Arrow. Join us as we follow his journey to clean up the mess his father helped create in Starling City. I am Daniel James. I'm Chris O'Neill.
3: I'm Laurel Merz.
2: And I'm
1: Rudy Schubach.
2: And you should check out Rogue Arrow Podcast, where we talk about the CW show Arrow. You can find us at roguearrow.blogspot.com or by searching iTunes or Facebook for Rogue Arrow Podcast.